I got is our God and firm foundation. Our rock, the only solid ground. The nations rise and fall. Kingdoms once strong, now shaken. We trust forever in your name. The name of Jesus. Amen. 
Well, welcome to Church on the Rock. It is so good to have you here with us this morning. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So as I was praying about the services this weekend, the scripture I got was Psalm 3, verse 3 and 4. And it says, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from the holy hill. And as I read that, it reminded me that the Lord answered them back then and the Lord still answers us today. So no matter what your cry is to the Lord this morning, no matter what you walked in with, the Lord is here and wants to answer you this morning. He wants to hear the cries of his children. He wants to hear the praise of his children this morning. Amen.
just picture it this morning. And then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great great is he? Now, how great is he? Thank you, Jesus. You know, just thinking about his creation, about his coming back, but one of his greatest creations, you. I mean, it's all about family. It's all about a relationship with God. That's what this whole thing boils down to. God's coming back for his family. And so right now we're going to have a ministry time and, you know, we do our best as a staff to try to hear from the Lord for the weekend, whether it's the worship team and the songs, Pastor John, and the message you should preach, and, and this ministry time. But you know what? It's not because we're on staff. It's because we're Christians. We want to hear what the Lord's saying. So today during this service, I really want to remind us all, what's the Lord going to be saying to you during this service? Just to have our ears attentive and just, can we just say that prayer right now? Father, we just ask you to give us ears to hear what you're saying, eyes to see what you're doing. Lord, and so many times we ask you to bless what we're doing, but Lord, we want to see what you're doing and get involved in it this week, Lord, in Jesus' name. You know, our ministry team's coming up, and something I felt that the Lord wanted to do during this service was to help you get rid of some weight. And that means two things. First of all, there's weights we pick up just going through life. There's, they're called burdens. And you have these burdens, and they begin to weigh you down. It could be a burden. You've been going through a sickness, and it's just stuck with you. You've uh, got a family member that's kind of out there and needs to come back to the Lord. Whatever it is, these things, worries, and sometimes they turn into fears. But there are these burdens that weigh you down. And you need to come to the altar and just cast them before the Lord. And the other weights are weights we pick up. They're those weights that so easily encumber us, cause us to trip up. They're things we're carrying around that deep down we know God's not pleased with it because we're not really pleased with it. And so whatever that is, whatever your need is today, you need healing in your body. You need to just, and as you come, picture this, you're rolling your burdens over on the Lord. You're getting rid of those weights. How many want to be free of any extra weight this week? Amen. Altars are open. Let's worship. Let's come and agree.
Oh, my. 
Your kindness makes us whole And you shoulder our weakness And your strength becomes our own Now you're making me like you You're clothing me in white Bringing beauty from ashes For you will have your bride Free of all her guilt And rid of all her shame And known by her voice people around you love on a couple folks and make your way back to your seats this morning Here in front of you, we have a lot of information about our church. Our inside look lets you know everything about who we are and what we believe in. Our ministry guide gives you plenty of opportunities to get connected through small groups, classes, and outreach opportunities. If you're a first-time guest, fill out the white card in the seat back in front of you, drop it in the offering, or you can bring it across the hall to the connect room where you'll receive a free gift bag. Don't forget about our Saturday night meal and snacks between our Sunday morning services. Also, the coffee bar is always open. so glad you're here and we hope that you know there's always a place for you at Church on the Rock. The journey of life can be difficult. Here at Church on the Rock, we want to help your journey by connecting you to God, friends, ministry, and the world. 
We offer four classes on Wednesday nights to help you stay on course in your walk with God. Our Connect class is for anyone new to the church or anyone wanting to get more involved. It is a four-week class to help you learn about the church, help you get connected to God, and learn about your spiritual gifts. The Spirit-Filled Life four-week class will teach you how real friendship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. The four-week freedom class is designed to help you resolve conflict, break bondages, and renew your mind. The leadership class will teach you principles of leadership that you can apply in ministry, business, or in your home. Between our Connect, Spirit-Filled Life, Freedom, and Leadership classes, there is a Wednesday night class for everyone. Yeah. Alright, you ready? Matthew 2 2. Where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Romans 6, verse 23. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And at least three things you need. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. How awesome is that? Man, I could sense it in here. Some of y'all are like, I don't even know that scripture. We're starting an adult Bible quiz next week. I'm just kidding, but we need to read our Bibles. Amen. Hey, man, you're looking good out here today. I know it's 105 degrees outside, but man, we are so glad that you're here. How many people know this is why we come here on Sunday morning. We gather together to worship one name corporately. Amen. It's the name of Jesus. We're so happy that you're here. Uh, a few things going on. Number one, you just saw the video, but we really do encourage you. If you have students of that age, get them in JBQ. We want to hide the word of God in our hearts so we won't sin against him. Amen. How many people know we live in a culture today that's it's crazy and we need some young people that know the truth. Not truth from what Kim Kardashian says, but from what the word of God says. Amen. So I encourage you, come on, let's get our kids uh, in the Word of God, not just at church, but at home as well. And also tonight, if you're not doing anything, at 7 o'clock tonight, our kids have a little play. And uh, it's about Jonah. It's at 7 o'clock. I hear it's really funny and it's cute. So if you got nothing going on, 7 o'clock at Powerhouse, I think you'll be blessed. Amen? Team, you worship the Lord with our tithes and offerings. In the scripture in Proverbs 22, 9, He who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. You know, I'm first of all, I just want to say I'm very proud to be a part of a church that's a very generous church. And from the day I got here, over 26 years ago, 
but I just notice that all the time. It's in the fabric of the church, and it's not this building, it's the people. And whenever a missionary comes, I mean, it just everybody seems to step it up and go the extra mile where we've helped in Haiti, we've helped in Mexico, we've helped. Uh, we'll have an update next week from what's going on in, uh, in Iran and Iraq with a ministry that are literally uh, trying to just protect and save people that are over there, Christians that are being persecuted. But, you know, even locally, we have Sidewalk Sunday School. We're getting ready to start up. And uh, let's watch a little video. This is what we did last year, but we're getting some backpacks ready, and I'll tell you a little more about it in just a minute. It's that time of year, and we are purchasing backpacks and school supplies for 260 children that need help from pre-K to 12th grade. You can help. Fill the backpacks with school supplies this Tuesday at 2 p.m. in the Connect Cafe, and then help hand them out when we minister to the children on Thursday. It takes $30 per student, so if you would like to give toward this ministry, then mark your offering back to school. Church on the Rock, we turn your giving into ministry. Amen. Well, if you want to help out at all, you can give financially and put just back to school on the offering or the debit uh, thing. But if you want to physically help, this Tuesday at 2 o'clock, they'll be in a Connect Cafe putting all those things in the backpacks and getting them ready. And then Thursday at 11 o'clock, we go to Smith Key Apartments on the Arkansas side. And you can follow us out there and we'll do some giveaways and some ministry and then uh, let them have their backpacks. So that'll be uh, this Thursday. So if, at least be praying for it. But um, again, Thank you, and remember that little statement at the end is what we try to do is turn your giving into ministry, whether it's through our children, our youth, or locally, or overseas. Amen. God bless you as you give.
This is a great opportunity to give the Lord one more round of applause and praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, give your neighbor a fist bump, high five, or a sure is hot outside. Kind of a greeting. Amen. You may have a seat. Thank you, Jesus. As you might have realized, Pastor John and Linnell are not here today. It's Linnell's birthday weekend, so they're off kind of celebrating that. But this gave us an opportunity. Uh, this is Pastor Craig Smith from Fort Smith, Arkansas. And Pastor's known him over the years through conferences and connections with Church on a Rock and different things going on. And just uh, a lot of people that know the name. Uh, this is a name that's just kind of if you've been a Christian very long, just all his CDs out and the different songs he's written and performed. and But he's here today by request of Pastor John that just to impart to us about worship, just to teach us a little about worship, you know, the heart of worship, and, and just to, uh, and just first to start off, we'll probably just experience a little. Uh, just And I want you during this next time just to really think about the presence of God. I know we come in and we worship, we got great worship, but... Just kind of sit there and just think a little bit about the presence of God. But first, I know you got some tapes. You got some books out in the foyer that I want to mention now so we don't forget about it like we did last night. But I think you said they're all $5? They are. The reason we're doing that is we would rather invest. Uh, we're big into missions. And so what is uh, the content for the book, the CDs, everything talks about what we're doing in Africa and South America with children. So, so ministering to children, a lot of those, so that's the main focus of this. Even your Christmas album you came out with is a collaboration to be able to just pour into these kids over there? We did. It, uh, it was just, actually, it'll really be out this Christmas, but we got a few weeks on edge last week, uh, last Christmas, and it ended up putting the third floor on a building in Uganda. Uh, I'll be going to Africa probably in about three weeks, I'll be there for a while. And it's really to begin to instill that there is a hope through the inspiration of Jesus Christ in changing a region and allowing the Lord to change that whole Amen. mentality of that if we begin to focus in on the children long-term, missiologists say the best way to change a culture is through changing the children. So that's what we've been doing. Well, amen. Well, I know you're pastor now and you've been to, done a lot of worship conferences, been all over the world and singing and preaching and teaching, but we just want to give you freedom to just, um, just tell us about worship. Help us to go to that next level in our relationship with the Lord. Through Thank that. you, Pastor Amen. Mike. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here, and uh, this is definitely the most energetic of the three services. If you just want to, you guys have a little edge on the other two guys. If you want to uh, Facebook that this week. I love your pastor and wife. Um, they have a heart for Jesus. And that's what drew us together uh, to talk about that. And tried a few times to work out the schedule and just didn't work. And so uh, it did this time. And it's an honor to be here to meet you. Uh, Pastor Mike said earlier there was someone, I think, working at the Cappuccino Bar that <clears throat> uh, recognized a voice last night and said it was, uh, hey, I think I have one of his CDs or eight tracks. One of, my, uh, one of the guys on our staff was uh, telling me a story you know, about a daughter, brought him a cassette. His young daughter brought a cassette said, Daddy, what is this? He said, well, there's, there's music on that, honey. There's music on that? Like, how is that possible? We're going to be that with, with CDs here shortly. What is a CD? Father, we just praise you. We glorify your name. Thank you for the worship team. Thank you for Zach's uh, 
leading, Lord, and all of the team, Lord, as they step into that place with you, sweet place with you, Lord, where you change our hearts. You heal the sick. You heal damaged relationships. In your presence, Lord, there are uh, no limitations because you're an unlimited God. And so, Lord, I pray this morning and the remaining time that we have together, may you be receiving the honor and the glory that only you are uh, worthy of. May we have hearts that are willing to hear you, obey you. Please help me, Holy Spirit. I beg you to articulate what you want to share with this group this morning. We love you, Lord. We just take a few seconds to be quiet before you. We don't do that much in this culture. Draw me closer to your Draw me close to you. Draw me closer to your heart. Draw me close to you. My spirit is yearning. Closer to your heart 
Close to you. 
fullness of joy At your right hand Pleasures forevermore In your presence I am longing to be Changing me Father God Lord may we seek you with all of our heart That was the example that your son Jesus gave us May we run after you You said, Lord, through the psalmist David, that if we would just taste you, that we would see that you were good. And indeed, Lord God, you were the only one good. You were the only one righteous. You were the only one holy. You were the only one that makes our life complete, God. Indeed, Father. You created all humanity so that we might find our ultimate purpose, experience life, Zoe life that only comes from your heart, God. And that we would find that life as we sought you with every fabric of our being. Your pastor asked if I would share on worship, and I have in two services now, and each time I feel completely and totally inadequate. So if you're made to worship God, how can any man or any woman articulate with enough eloquence what God made us to do? amazing so I and I mean this very humbly I will attempt in the next few moments to just share what little bit I've learned in my almost 43 years of walking with the Lord it's an amazing thing I I think we all probably experience this as we seek Jesus. The closer we get to God, the less I feel like I know about Him, but the more I trust Him. Pastor John said I could sit right here and teach, so I'm not moving a muscle. Last week in uh, the church that I pastor, we have a, a teaching team, and part of our team, uh, Dr. Charles, has his doctorate in theology, phenomenal mind, phenomenal communicator. Whenever we get stumped on a particular subject, the other teachers will say, uh, well, we take Dr. Charles out for coffee, Starbucks, and 
we try to drain him of all of his information so that the next Sunday we can sound a little bit smarter than what we actually are. Last week, Dr. Charles stood up and he said, I want to talk to you this week. This was very much out of character for him, but he said, I would like to share as my topic how to prepare for the coming persecution. And as the pastor, I kind of looked up because that was kind of not the norm for him to be sharing, but he began to share about the landscape that we live in globally and nationally and even regionally and things that were going on, his concern. And he got so involved in it that he never really told us at the end of the sermon how to prepare for the coming persecution, so we're still waiting. I'm going to try not to do that this morning to you, and that's not my topic. My topic that I've been assigned, and I gladly share it, is uh, on worship. And while, I've, as I said, I feel totally inadequate, it is the thing that I was designed and you were designed to do. When I was uh, a new believer in Jesus Christ, came to know Christ in Louisville, Kentucky, that's where I was born and raised, I moved to northwestern Arkansas after Bible college, and my wife and I thought we'd be there three or four years, and we've been there forever. That is where our roots are. That's really home to us. But when I was in my early 20s, if I said these words, quote, in my lifetime, quote, I hadn't had a lot of lifetime to share from a lot of experience. At this point in time in my life, I have a lot more observation and a lot more experience. And I will say, and I agree with uh, my brother, Dr. Charles, in the church that I pastor, that I've never seen in my lifetime our global landscape so confusing as far as men and nations trying to dominate other nations, as confusing as where do the moral lines truly lie. I've never seen the church in the Western world so compromised and so shallow And I don't say that from me being a deep person. I say that from quoting some of what I think are some of the greatest Christian leaders existing in the world today. While they love, love, love the Church of Christ that they serve, they see us as having uh, perhaps been distracted for a few decades. I'm very hopeful before you this morning because I think you and I are living in the age of the greatest opportunity. You know when Paul said, make the most of every opportunity, I think you and I as a body of Christ have tremendous opportunity right now. I mean, we have. This is our greatest hour. This is not the hour, and I didn't say this in the first two services, do not go buy cans of spam and hide in a cave someplace. This is the hour for proclamation, declaration, to stand up in who Christ is in you and proclaim life to a very deadly situation. Jesus, this is going to be a wonderfully easy topic for you to remember this morning because my sermon has one point. Worship God with all of your heart. That is the mandate Christ gave us. Before he ascended into heaven, Jesus Christ made it very clear to the disciples, I've got these things that I need for you to do, guys. Even cooked them breakfast on a beachside in the last chapter of John. 
What is not recorded at that entire scene from the time, remember, Peter jumped into the boat, swam to shore, the rest of the guys come to shore, Jesus is cooking fish on the seashore for them. He loved those men. The entire future of the church existed in what he had poured into those men. And I think it's interesting. I've made, Pastor Mike made me think of this just a few moments ago when he said the word relationship. Didn't share this in the first two services either. Once they got to shore, they had breakfast. And if you read what's recorded in that last chapter of John, you'll see that there's nothing existing in word of what they talked about around the fire as they ate. I love these breathing spaces that God leaves us in his word. And the reason I don't think anything is there is because I think Jesus loved them so much and that the kingdom of God is so much about relationship with God. I mean, imagine the importance. Jesus has, a, has risen from the dead. He is about to ascend into heaven. If, pastor, if your entire pastoral staff was going to be taken out this week and they had a little bit of time left with you, I guarantee you they would be thinking about what are the most important things that I need to share to the church family at Church on the Rock. What are the key, all of the things that were just non-important? Like what color is the carpet going to be next year? That's not what they're going to talk to you about. Not that they're not important, but those have all of a sudden become shoved in a back room someplace, and the foremost thing in their mind is going to be the mission that is at hand. So here Jesus is about to address with his friends, his disciples, the future of the church globally. And he makes some breakfast. And we don't even know what they said. Maybe they didn't say anything. One other time, Jesus, after he sent them out, the second missionary journey, he got them all together and they started, Lord, we cast, we did this, we did that. And a couple of the disciples, we tried to cast out demons. And man, they knocked us around. And Jesus got all excited and said, oh, yeah, 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 by prayer and fasting. If you look at the Greek language there, it, it shows an intensity of excitement coming from the Lord. It wasn't like he was going, well, you should have known to pray and fast. He was so into those disciples and so into the fact that they were getting it and they knew the mission at hand that he said, oh, oh yeah, 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 pray and fast. I mean, it wasn't like he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Sorry about that. The point I'm trying to make is he's at the beach and then he says, the crowd, there's lots of people that need to be ministered to, lots of decisions to be made. And he says, let's get in a boat and push out to, off the shore and hang out together. And you know what? Nothing that took place while they were in the boat do we even have a record of, that conversation. Around the fire, in the boat, we don't know what they said. I think it's because of what Pastor Mike said. Relationship. It's all about relationship. That's what the sermon is about in the last few moments this morning. It's all about worship, communion, relationship with God. Jesus said clearly to you and I, regardless of what the landscape looks like, regardless of whether there's animosity growing towards Christians, and that's pretty much the church's fault, not our politicians, because we haven't been doing what we are supposed to be doing, and this is what Jesus said we're to be doing. We are to be loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
crazy for Christ. And I don't mean that with disrespect. My fabric and your fabric as a Christian is just to be consumed with being with Jesus. And then secondly said, Jesus, from that place is where I want you to go into all the world and declare the good news of the kingdom of God, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. All of the New Testament wraps around those two things that Jesus said to do. Have a good marriage so we don't get distracted from the mission. Be a man of God so that we don't get distracted from the mission. Be a woman of God so we don't get distracted from the mission. And the mission is to declare that we are the only ones that have a message of hope. No other source on the earth has a message of lasting hope. It's just you and I, guys. Jesus said when you, in a parable, there was a man that found a treasure, and when he found that treasure, he sold everything that so he might have that treasure. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God above everything else. Don't worry about all the stuff. It'll be provided. Jeremiah says if, from the Lord, if you seek me, God says, you will find me. God says, I want to be sought. I want to be worshiped. How do we deepen our worship? How do we expand our worship? We can't worship at all if we don't know the one that we worship. And we won't know the one that we worship unless we spend time with him. And we won't know the one that we worship unless we know his son, Jesus Christ, the Redeemer. He's the only way. There are no other ways to the Father, period, except through Jesus Christ. And that births in me and you a place of worship. You know where my favorite, favorite times? I love being with the body of Christ, but my wife will tell you, where does Craig like to go? I like to go and be with no one but God. Because when I come back from that place, I finally possibly might have some little thing of value to share with you. Otherwise, I'm just trying to share with you my great wisdom from my abilities. And let me just tell you, they're very few. And I use them up real fast. But not the Father. He's an unlimited source, and His Holy Spirit enables you and I, as the believers of Jesus Christ, we can't even worship Him first without His facilitation. Os Guinness, who is a great writer about the church, he says, you and I as believers in Jesus Christ, our first call is not the, your ministry, not that you're called to Africa. My first call is not the kids. And we had a, a slide we were going to show you, and I've forgotten it all three services, so let's forget it this one also. But I see these brown eyes in my heart. I'm not a children's minister, not a children's pastor, but I see these children in my heart cries. I weep for these guys. I want them to know the love of Christ because their hope is Christ. Their hope for their nations is Christ. The hope for our nation is Christ. And it's from me being with them, me being with the Lord, I'm sorry, one-on-one, -on -one, in worship to him by myself. That's where my heart is. That's where the heart of every believer is. That's where our destiny is. That's where we find our greatest 
apex. That's the zenith for humanity is when I am in worship and you are in worship to God. And I don't need a guitar. And I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I love tech things, but I don't need any tech devices. Man, I just need this heart that's been so set free by the grace of Jesus. And the message is all about Christ. And the people that are in this room this morning that you're living in that place, you're going to grow in that place. You're not going to find enough time in the morning and the afternoon and the evening to be with Christ. What creates stellar worship in a morning worship service is not all of the smoke and mirrors that we can produce. That enhances it a little, yes, maybe. But what produces stellar worship? And we have that in our home church, so please don't think. I don't, I've been afraid that tech guys are going to throw something at me the whole morning. I love technology. But that's not what fires up my heart for God. I took our leaders away in January. We went away for three days, and I stayed up most of the night and prayed. And for those of you that might be thinking he thinks he's spiritual, I stayed up all night because I ate an entire dark chocolate bar, and I didn't know they were loaded with caffeine. So I prayed. And as the hours went on and on and on, my wife was, uh, Dinah was asleep. And uh, in fact, I took the curtain and closed it. We were in a hotel uh, area. And so we had our leaders and uh, I took the curtain and I pulled the curtain behind me so I could turn on a light. So I had a flashlight and my Bible and my journal. And I was looking out very cold January 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, and I'm reading the scriptures, and I, I had my hoodie on uh, pulled around me, and later, when I was telling this story, someone said, do you imagine what that looked like to the security officer? But it was during that place, that quiet place, that the Lord shared with me one of the few times where I've really heard his voice, not audibly, but in a way where I'm taking this one to my grave, and this has changed my life. And it might have been one of those times like when I was around the fire as the disciples were with Jesus or out on the boat with Jesus when he was telling the depths of his heart, spending time in relationship with the guys because he wanted them to get that. Because once they got that, once they understood worship, once they understood honoring God was their purpose in life, from that place where they were spending time at the well of living water, would come the fire and passion to declare the message that there's good news in my Father's kingdom, and it's the message of hope. And this is what I heard in those early morning hours. Craig, I want you to see with my eyes. I want you to hear with my ears, and I want you to feel with my heart as you haven't the previous 42 years of your Christian experience. And I tell you, in my intense times, I can hardly talk about the Lord without weeping. I can hardly talk about the unsaved without weeping. I can hardly figure out, I want to be 20 years old again, not because I want to be 20 and not have all these aches and pain and remember what it was to have thick black hair. It's because I want to tell more people about 
this incredible Jesus that I serve. And he lets me worship him. He, he should have saved us, you guys, and then just said, if I'd have been God, I'd have said, receive Jesus, grace that he's given, and I don't want to hear for another word from you the entire earth life. Because you practically never have anything worth hearing on a God level. But I'm not God. And that's not what our Father in heaven said. No, I'm sending my son Jesus because your heart is going to burn. Because I made your heart to where it's not going to find any fulfillment in anything else. It's never going to find love. It's never going to find warmth. It's never going to find its mission in anything that you can purchase. Your heart is going to find its fullness in worship to Jesus Christ. What brings great worship, whether you're by yourself or with thousands and thousands and thousands of other believers, is one singular thing. The level of passion. The abandonment of your self-desires, my self-desires, just like you. In a holy passion for Christ, the Son of God. Let's close our eyes. Greatest thing over my life is loving you, Lord. Greatest thing in all of my life is loving you. I want to love you more, more, love you. I want to love you. Greatest thing in all of my life, Lord, is loving you. Greatest thing in all of my life.
said in Psalm 139, Lord, if there's anything that you find within me that would be objectionable to you, any type of barrier, any thought, Lord, any plan that I've designed for myself, Lord, God, please love me enough to give me courage to cast it aside so that there are no hindrances between you and I, so that I might love you with a whole heart, a pure heart. Thank you for your grace, Lord, that allows me to do that. It's impossible without you, Lord. Let us boldly seek out your throne, Lord, and worship. And then let us boldly go out into the world and proclaim the good news, the only news of hope. You know, one of the things we want to help you do a mandate from the Lord is to help you connect to God, friends, ministry, and the world. You come to our Connect class, you you hear that over and over. But connecting to God, I mean, we want to help you do that, whether it's on a Sunday, but I don't know if you said it this service, but what makes grace worship on Sunday is when you're worshiping the other six days of the week. And so that's kind of really the challenge today. First of all, do you have a relationship? Because that's what this whole... Uh, service has been about. That's what God's all about is a relationship. And you know, I uh, went to church 30 years. I was raised in a Lutheran church and had a catechism and all the information up here. My wife was raised Catholic. We were married in a Catholic church. and But I was kind of living more like the devil when I got off to college. But there was a time I went and somebody just shared how much God loved me, how much he had a plan for me. 
But because of my sin, I was separated from him. And I knew all that through Sunday school and church. But the thing he said at the last, and when he asked the question, if you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? And I really didn't know. And then he talked about, I needed to invite him into my life. And that was a thing nobody ever challenged me to do in the church I went to, or I didn't hear it at the time anyhow. And it was about having a relationship. And when I had that relationship, when I invited him into my, his God into my life, I began to know him as father. I began to understand my purpose and plan in this life. And I began to have peace. Because I was trying to do a lot of things to find joy and peace, and I wasn't finding them. And so today, again, uh, we're going to take a moment just to be quiet before the Lord. And the first question I want to ask, are you 100% sure if you died, you'd go to heaven? Because if not, you need to open the door of your heart for God, the Creator, the one who created you, to come in. So first of all, you know where you spend eternity, but that you can, eternity can, heaven can come here, and you can experience life on this earth, abundant life. And then the rest of us need to ask, where is our relationship with God at? You know, I like those relationships where it's, it kind of goes both ways to where I get a chance to talk once in a while and share my feelings. Have you ever had those friends where uh, they just talk all the time? Sometimes, honestly, I feel that's probably what God thinks about me when I come in my prayer time. Because I'm just, you know, okay, God, this, this, this. My challenge is for me to, to stop and listen. And so I want us to do that for just a moment, will you? Just ask the Lord, what are you trying to say to me today? What are you trying to tell me today? Because I promise you, God's trying to get you in a position to bless you. But it starts with hearing His voice and just, uh, and whether it's just get up a little earlier or just spend a little more time in the Word or just uh, maybe just be quiet and worship me and just listen to me. So let's just take a moment, just play in the background and, uh, and just what's the Lord saying to you? Amen. This is my desire to honor you Lord, with all my heart I worship you our feet and let's just really worship the Lord this last time here and just give him all your heart right now Lord I give you my heart let him hear your voice give you my soul I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm awake Lord have team come up if you want prayer for anything but let me ask you this question again have you given your heart to the Lord we just sang that 
How do I, how do you know? Well, first of all, you'd have that sense that you'd know where you'd spend eternity. You would have, your life would have changed. It'd be different. It really would. And so if you don't know where you'd spend eternity, if you never asked Christ in your life, never given him permission to come in and, and begin to reveal his plan and give you that peace in your life, if you hold up your hand in just a moment, we'll say a prayer together. That's the way it started with me. I just repeated a simple prayer, but that gave God permission to come in. So if you need to get right with God, if you've never asked him in your life, just hold up your hand where you're at right now and we'll say a prayer with you. We've had many over the weekend. Anybody need to get right with the Lord? Invite him into your life. Just hold it up long enough I can see it here. Thank you, Jesus. We can see your hand. Anybody else? You want to get right with God? Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Way back there. Amen. Yeah, see your hand. God bless you. Hallelujah. Because this, this thing you sense, it's the presence of the Lord. You sense His goodness. He's for you, not against you. It's His goodness that leads you. When you begin to realize that He died on that cross for you, that if you're the only one here, He loves you that much, I'm going tell you, He's for you. So don't leave here without uh, making Him your Lord and Savior, where you can get to know Him as Father. But well, why don't we just say, for those of you that raise your hand and those that need to, let's just all across this room say this prayer together. It's a simple prayer to give God permission to come into your life and just kind of remind us, those that have. And for us that have, let's just say, Lord, because there's areas of a heart that we need to give Him. You know, does He really have 100%? And so, Father, let's just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank You for dying for me, that You love me so much. You want to have a relationship with me. But to have that relationship, my sins had to be forgiven. So I confess I'm a sinner. But I receive your forgiveness, the blood of Jesus, to cover my sins. And so I thank you today for a relationship I have with you because I invite you into my life. I give you my heart. I declare you Lord and Savior. Help me to follow you. And give me your spirit to be able to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a hand clap on that one. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, as we close, I want our ministry team to come up. So if you want prayer for anything, because the Lord might just said something to you, and you want to just respond in prayer with somebody, and uh, there might be something on your heart, some wisdom you need. But also as you leave, we're going to have a Bible up here if you'd like to just bless uh, Pastor Craig and, and expenses to get him here. And, and uh, we'll have ushers in the back, and you can just mark Pastor Craig on there or Craig, uh, Craig Smith, and we'll get that to him. But altar team, come up. And just one last prayer here. Father, we just want to thank you for what you're doing, what you're saying. And again, Lord, help us, give us ears to hear what you're saying today and, and eyes to see what you're doing this week, Lord, that we'll just not go through our life and ask you to bless it, but we'll really open our eyes to see what you're doing and want to get involved in it, Lord. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you mind just singing through one more time? And uh, you can come to the altar. I'll just let you dismiss yourself. You might just want to stay and just worship a, you know, just a course or two. But otherwise, the altars are open. And uh, let me say it was today a, a good day. Amen. Coming in. Now, let's worship the next six days. Amen. And come back next week and just blow the roof off of this place. Amen. God bless. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand.